All right, welcome to episode two of The Gradient. Um, it's been a little while since we did episode one. My man Knox blessed us with a solo. We like Migos. We all gonna do do solo albums. Me and Josh coming. Um, this is Keith, by the way. Here with my man Knox. My man J Mac. J Mac in the building. Yeah, so... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, so we're going to talk about uh, creativity, of course, today. Um, kind of wanted to speak on process and debunk kind of the some of the mystique around creativity. Um, I think we kind of tend to look at creativity as like, um, or creatives rather, as like an elite group of people with specialized skill sets, talents, gifts, abilities, but um, I believe we're all creatives in our own right. And um, kind of want to demystify some of that, some of that thinking. Um, and, you know, I feel like because in society, um, we kind of conditioned to look at things as a hierarchy, like good, better, best. I think we kind of do the same thing with creativity, but I feel like um, everybody has a niche, you know, and you just have to figure out how um, how you fit in and get in where you fit in and, and contribute as you see fit, given your gifts, talents, abilities. So, yeah, so I don't know. Y'all got any thoughts or y'all want to jump right in? I think we should jump right in because I'm ready to like piggyback off of your your ideas on this one. All right. Yeah. Um. So I guess kind of the angle I want to approach this from is, um, <clears throat> sorry, my voice. <laughs> got to yell, man. Got to do that exercise one more time. Yeah. Go, go ahead, yell for the people. Nah, man, I can't do it on camera. <laughs> Y'all were. We're going to show this right now. <laughs> Y'all going to see a little behind the scenes. <laughs> hey, yo. Um, but yeah, um, so kind of the angle I want to approach this from is just how to foster creativity, how to, um, how to cultivate that in your life. So for me, like I touched on the first episode, having had more of a technical background, I think I was kind of conditioned to believe that creativity was like a, a separate beast um, where you have, you know, we hear left side, right side of the brain. So you have what's considered to be left brain people, right brain people. And we're all, we're kind of, I, I feel like we, we think of it and um, in terms of opposites, but I think there's definitely uh, an overlapping or there's space where it can uh, interconnect, overlap, and you can be creative in what are, whatever it is you're doing. Um, it doesn't have to necessarily be the arts. I think we always think of creativity in terms of dance, um, painting, uh, music, film, photography, but you could be creative in whatever it is you do. Um, I think I read the other day that we make uh, upwards of like 3,000 decisions or something a day. I could be completely off base with that, but it takes a certain level of creativity to navigate those decisions. Um, granted, I think we get into comfort and we get into routine, monotony, and we just kind of 
naturally start to make the same decisions. Uh, we're not even making the decisions. We're just going with the motions. But um, you can exercise creativity and how you approach those as well. So back to what I was saying in terms of um, having more of a technical background and coming into creativity a little bit later. Um, for me, it was it was a number of things. It definitely was um, kind of, I guess, the inciting uh, factor was probably reading. That was like a big thing for me. Like when I started to read, it kind of opened my mind to different different uh, avenues of creativity or just even different ways of thinking before I considered it creativity. So it's like, you know, I read this book, read that book. We'll get into different books um, at some point, I guess, if that's something we can touch on. Um, that was kind of one of the, the early things that inspired me. And then definitely films with me. I guess it makes sense now with me being in film school, but movies kind of open, open my mind because I think we're all escapist in a in a way like we use things such as movies or things such as books to kind of uh, alter our perspective or to give us a, a out, you know, from from that monotony and that routine of the day to day. So we use these things like movies, music, books um, to kind of give us a different perspective. So that was definitely instrumental for me. But in using those, I think what happened was I started to um, be very intentional about the space I was in and started to really be mindful of what I was taking in and what I was consuming and to be, again, intentional and allow myself the space to be an individual and to kind of take a step back and say, okay, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. And so in doing that, I think my creativity grew. And I think from there, it started to, um, it, it kind of started to become more ingrained in my day-to-day and how I approach certain things. Uh, it wasn't so cut and dry anymore because then I'm like, oh, what if I do it this way? Or what if I do it that way? Or what if, um, what if this meets that? I saw this quote. Um, and it says genius lies at the intersection of, you know, unlike things or um, I saw or disparate things um, coming together is where you make leaps and bounds. So that's to say that when you start to look at things in in a different light and you kind of make these connections between what what we would consider opposites, um, sometimes that that intersection is where there is find, using creativity to find that intersection is where genius lies. So I say all that to say, I think there's a certain level of genius in all of us. We like the things that we like for a particular reason. Um, we're attracted to certain things. And I think we have a tendency to be dismissive of what it is we like. Or we, we think of it in very basic terms like, oh, I like it. But we don't try to debunk or try to break down why we like these things and I feel like if we take that extra step to figure out why it is we're driven by these things then I think that's where we foster creativity and that's how people that may not consider themselves creative I think that's kind of a an, an avenue to explore 
to figure out where it is you're creative. So I said a lot to kind of introduce the topic, but you know, that's kind of where my head is, kind of what I was thinking for this episode. So I'm interested to hear y'all's thoughts. So um, I wanted to go back to what you were saying about, um, you know, finding that escape and then finding the creativity within that escape. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say from a personal from a personal perspective, that's a lot of times where I find um, my creative inspiration mm-hmm. in the things that I do to escape. So um, I like building stuff, mm-hmm. like woodworking and painting and just doing craft type stuff with my hands. And that's like a lot of times <clears throat> that and like washing my car or something like that. Those are like my escapes um, on like a regular basis, I would say. And in in those times, like, I don't know, be, being a business owner, your mind is like going a thousand miles a minute. And a lot of times it doesn't leave room for you to um, think creatively, even though you're doing a creative job. It's kind of like you got to make sure all these different aspects of your life are um, all working together and you trying to balance it all and make sure you stay in focus and make sure you don't forget about this client, make sure you respond to this email. And um, by doing by doing all of that stuff, um, saying all that to say, it kind of keeps me from um, even leaving a space for creativity, if that makes sense. So I'm like doing all this dope, crazy stuff all over the place, um, but my mind is like so focused on all those things I have to kind of like reel it back in in those moments where I'm just like washing the car, building something, building a table or a desk or whatever and be painting a wall to use those moments to think back to a time when I didn't have all this stuff going on to kind of like, I guess, um, rejuvenate myself in a way creatively. Um, and I think it's really important to have those spaces um, in whatever aspect, not even if you're like, you know, a photographer, a filmmaker, or whatever, but just like how you were saying, you could apply this to, you know, life in general, because um, it could come at you fast, especially um, from a from a business owner standpoint, um, and whatever you're doing. So, yeah, I think I think it's really important to have that space. Saying all that to say, so. Yo, did y'all see how? He he's done it real quick. Like it was like a humble brag. Like I'm, I'm a business business owner. And for oh. those that don't know, <laughs> in addition to being a photographer, a director, musician, mm. he's also a mechanic, mm. a, a carpenter, <laughs> yeah, a plumber, a technician. <laughs> <laughs> this man builds entertainment stands. Let's, let's put all these titles on the screen. That's gonna roll down. They're gassing now, guys. Ain't no gas. I just I just like doing a whole bunch of stuff because my mind is like always all over the place, um, but no, I just wanted to kind of let them know, you know, not not trying to not trying to brag or anything. Oh, but it's funny you say that. Um, I I did a um, a wedding with my homie Aaron, um, like a couple weekends ago, and I kept saying, you know, freelancer, freelancer. He was like, um, once you change your perspective. Um, from a freelancer to a business owner, that's when you become like a millionaire. Mm, I like that. And I was like, dang, that's that's mad real. And especially coming from him, like we're the same exact age. He pulled in 90K this year. 
doing photography alone. So it's like, okay, I, I, I can take that, you know, into consideration and kind of apply it to me instead of like thinking of as, as like just a freelance soul person. Like, no, I'm about to be like, Full fledged. I am yeah, a business yeah, owner. Yeah. You know, you are the business. Yeah. It's like Jay Z said, I'm, I'm a businessman. Business I'm a businessman. Like, come on, man. You that's, business. That's the Illuminati stuff, man. It's like, no, stop playing. <laughs> no, but for real, though, it's, it's, I think it's a lot of truth in that, um, changing that perspective. Um, and 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 to, to the outside world, I think that allows them to take you a lot more seriously. Like, mm-hmm. It's not just a freelancer asking for a hundred thousand dollars. This is this is a business asking yeah. for a hundred thousand yeah. dollars, and we are gonna get it. And then right now it's the fox. I ain't tripping. Come on, man. <laughs> I know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Speak that into existence. That was really like a tangent, but nah, that's, that's real. Though. That's real, man. That's. I don't know what to say. I mean, you you two kind of like hit it on the head. Mainly can't talk right now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I mean, just kind of like going back to what Josh said, Josh said and, and kind of like the escapism, like that's uh, what you said as well. Like those those are like really important for how I escape. I, I go to movies and and that's like where a lot of my inspiration comes from. And also like music as well. Those those two those two components and how those like interchange, how they how they come together in in a, in a film, but also like how they stand alone by themselves just really takes me away from like many many things if you if you see a lot of my ig stories it's either music or some type of like visual and so like i'm always in in a world of like escaping my reality ultimately i mean that's that's part of my my zodiac sign too so i'm pisces and so we always live in our own world so that's why i'm always I can always create like these things that people can't see because I'm always in that space of escapism. And so, yeah, I mean, and, and, and also to, to piggyback, like creativity is not something that's for a select of people. Like we are from a, 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 a God that is a creator of like all things. So we were meant to create not only a, a select few of people, we were all meant to create, and we all have a a lot of creativity within ours ourselves, but also within like what we do. And it, it it may appear as if like some people have more creativity than others. That's because those people hone into that creativity. They spend time and like years and like ten thousand hours to to be able to manifest and to do these like really amazing things. But if you really take the time for for whatever you do in like your particular field, there's some, there's an opportunity in that to like foster creativity. And you just have to like really be aware of that. You have to like sit with that and be like, okay, what can I do that I can bring my creativity into it? Like you see a, a person who is doing um, like, I'm sure back way back in the days, cakes were just like just cakes, like just these circle or like square things until a person was like, yo, like I could potentially do something with this. Mm-hmm. I can like add crazy ice and stack it like real high. Like that person put their creativity into the, the cake making field. I, I don't think it's called cake making field. 
<laughs> I think it's baking. Knox <laughs> talking about cakes. Meanwhile, I haven't had anything to eat today, bro. I haven't either, bro. It's like twelve thirty. <laughs> I haven't either. But honestly, like any field can like have like incorporate creativity into it, and and I believe a lot of the problems that we have within like the world is because those people who are in like politics or you know those people who are scientists or like whatever field that that kind of like essentially run runs the world i think they look at it like so analytically Mm -hmm. they look at it from the left side of their brains that they don't see that most of these problems can be can be solved creatively Mm -hmm. and so once we we kind of like once those people and, and we as people tap into that and tap into that <laughs> how, how how we tap into that we can be like oh yeah we can solve this problem from a creative stance doing what we do and then a lot of these issues can be solved and i think people need to see that and especially like people of color like we we only see we only think that like what he said earlier there's only like this there's us people who are not creative and there's those people who are like doing creative things and 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 I'm here to tell you that people of color are probably the most creative select group of people out there. I don't, I don't think that's a problem. I think <laughs> that's, that's it's not, for a fact we're we're the most yeah easily the most creative. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. That's big facts. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder I think you hit you made a good point about like people that tend to be more analytical i think society at large has a tendency to kind of pigeonhole people so we we kind of condition and i know i touch on how we condition um a lot just like in terms of how we naturally approach things but we're kind of conditioned to pigeonhole others or we look at things one dimensionally, but humans, human beings are multifaceted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We can't be just one thing. You're not just, you're not just a, a son. You know what I mean? You're, yeah, sure. you're a cousin. Yeah. You know, we'll be fathers one day. We'll be, you know, Josh will be a husband. Yeah. Josh will be a husband soon. Knox um, already got a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. don't, don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> the receipt is on his Instagram story. <laughs> Follow Antonio Nice on Instagram. Oh. Two X's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, you saw you put it up real quick. Like, yeah. I do not have kids. <laughs> Yo, you should have saw what happened. Like, so many people hit me on when they thought I had a kid for a minute. It's like, I didn't. I didn't I didn't know he had a kid. Like, because <laughs> the man is so elusive, it could actually be true. Like, thanks. Oh, uh, but yeah. So we we we're many things. So we can't be just one things in ter- one thing in terms of occupation either. You know what I mean? You can't just be. None of us at this table are just photographers, or you're not just a musician. You you probably have the most. You wear the most hats at this table. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I just work harder hat. Yeah, Josh. <laughs> Shameless plug, work harder hats. Pre-order uh, right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that's important. I think that's one of the first things that um, I know we use. I don't know if we can really 
can we say Kanye these days? Like, yeah, that's mean, my guy. Yeah, but, you know, you know, it's just, you know, in he's in a different place. space right now. But he's one of the first pre- people I heard talking about, like, breaking this matrix. And I think that's one of the first things that you have to do in breaking that. Like, you have to realize I'm not just one thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm multifaceted. I'm multidimensional. So that's I think that's a great point um if if I can backtrack I did I did want to ask y'all because I know this is kind of the whole gist of this is based around creativity like what what is creativity to y'all I think that's one of the first things that we had to kind of define that in order to kind of give direction I I don't want to use give direction because we're still figuring it out but in order to kind of to kind of guide people in this conversation I think everyone has to kind of define what it is that creativity is for them in order to figure out how to operate in it. So what are your, what are y'all's thoughts on what creativity is? Uh, for me, creativity is like just a outward expression of like your innermost thoughts, mm-hmm. um, from your soul. I feel like the, the, the dopest things that I've ever created, um, have been like extremely organic, honest things that I wasn't like, trying to create for um for for a specific audience if if i don't know how to really word it but like you know just really like personal personal stuff like stuff that i look within myself and then i'm like oh i feel a certain type of way in this moment and then i go and create and i feel like that's what creativity like really is to me just a just being honest Mm -hmm. In a way, um, be honest with yourself, and 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 almost like, almost like um, I don't know. It's been a journey for me because you know you really have to dive in and unpack like who you are as a person. Um, a lot of times <clears throat> to get the to to get the best work out, and um, you know, growing up, you never really think about like diving in unpacking yourself emotionally and thinking about how you feel and all that stuff Mm -hmm. so it's been that for me too like um a little bit of therapy as well just being able to go in and unpack and like think about okay like how this subject how does it make me feel how do i want to you know express this to the world what is my message in this um it's just that whole that whole aura of just like self-expression that's what creativity means to me yeah, no, I mean, you, you kind of, I don't, I don't think you could explain it yeah, any, any better right. than that. I think that's exactly what creativity is, creativity. And yeah, it's, it's an expression of, go ahead, what'd you say again, bro? Uh, <laughs> dang, I was, I was being creative in that moment. I can't even remember what I said. Uh, yeah. Outward expression of what's yeah. like inside. Yeah. Like what's organic. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, it's catharsis, like that that outward expression. Mm-hmm. I think therapy is is. I'm glad you brought that up because I think for me, without getting into the nitty gritty, <laughs> yeah, I think so much of my creativity came out of like needing some form of therapy. You know, needing something. That's right. And I think as black men, you were saying the outward expression. I think as black men. Um, and we kind of touched on this before, but we we suppress a great deal of what's happening internally, you know. And Big facts. Yeah, we kind of, uh, 
I don't know. Some we ignore it, um, and then even when we're aware, you know, we just we we're very good at um, kind of again ignoring or just kind of uh, casting aside how we truly feel. And so for me, when when I started to really unpack myself and kind of rediscover who I was, like creativity was at the root of that. Because you, of course, you you start figuring it out, you start processing, you start breaking it down. Um, but then you have to have a, a, some kind of release, you know, because you can't you can't. Um, retain all of that it has to be some way of of releasing it and um and so i think that's that's perfect to say it's something that's organic so it's, it's an expression of who you are um and that can come in many forms and whether it's making a movie or you know you can be creative and obviously athletes are creative but you can be creative being at a desk <laughs> you know what i mean and yeah how you traverse the day or or you can be creative and just like it's different routes to drive home. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can say one day, you know, I'm not going to take 95 home. I'm going to take Jeff Davis home. Yeah. Or, you know, it's just that's, and then you expose yourself. So I think that's a nice segue, like just in terms of, we touched on books, movies, music, this and the third early, earlier, but I think exposure is such a major part of that. And um, I think <clears throat> with, and being black, I think sometimes we kind of, limit our understanding of, of exposure i think growing up a lot of times i thought exposure was like going to different restaurants right <laughs> which it is a certain level of exposure like i thought like man <clears throat> i'm not gonna do like oh if that person chooses to go to mcdonald's they're not as exposed as a person that goes to Ruth's chris or texas day brazil so but i think that's a very limited um view of exposure i think exposure is literally just whatever again whatever you take in um whatever it is that you um consume and so i say that to say what is it that can y'all pinpoint anything in particular uh whether it be movies books anything that you were exposed to that started to help you understand who you were or or the creativity that helped foster that creativity well, you know yeah yeah, I would I would say for me, and I kind of I kind of touched a little bit about it in the introductory video, uh, not the video, but the the podcast, and how finding out about the computer, but also and finding out about the computer, Photoshop, and then the internet, and how the internet has been really like one of those those tools to like allow me to express myself in ways that I don't think. I would be here without it, you know, cause you see a lot of, uh, you are exposed to a lot of things, especially if you are on social media. And, and at that time, you know, when Twitter first popped off and then you had like the tumblers, you had the MySpaces, and then you were just like put into this world with like other creative people. And so it allows you to see like, oh, like this person is doing this. I didn't know yeah. this like really existed. And and that was like really huge, and especially with Tumblr, when when Tumblr was like really at its peak, you was you were allowed to not only see things that were happening around you, but you was able to see a lot of the things that were happening in the world that you potentially would never like be able to like walk into like to see like 
amazing cars that you will only see on movies. You were able to see a lot more of those cars just by people who were posting them, or you were able to see just like different worlds. Like you were able to travel the world via like the internet. And so like having that exposure is just like, yo, like this is amazing to, to, to see it, but also having the possibility to like one day to go to these places, but also to bring it back into like your creativity. And now like, I, I know I'm like, I'm super late on it, but like Pinterest, Pinterest is like super dope. Like when it comes to like creativity, it's like, I like, I like the name, like Pinterest, like pin your interest. And it's like, the, the I didn't put that together. <laughs> it's, it's, it's super, it's super smart, but the, the exposure that you, you have on there and so many like creative, like people are just like putting like what they love and what they like, just pinning it onto like this digital, this digital canvas that everyone is able to see, but it also allows you to see how creative people are out there. And it allows you to see like the exposure. And for me, having like YouTube to YouTube, Google and all of that, and like having like all of that at, at my exposure and, and allowing me to really like raise my abilities to, to be a lot more creative because I had like that exposure out there uh, and, and the internet just has been like truly amazing for like a, cre- a creative standpoint for me. Yeah. I mean, you, you really hit the nail on the head there. Like internet has been freaking crazy. Like built my whole career on the internet basically. <laughs> Hours, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I'd say from like, uh, a personal standpoint, as far as like personal growth, which I guess correlates directly to like your creative growth. Um, I, I, I'd say my, my, what was the question again? What, you oh. know, what, what, what was it that you were exposed to yeah. early on that kind of fostered that creativity or spark? Yeah. I want to make sure I worded that right. So like, <laughs> I guess what sparked it for me, like early on, I can even trace back as far as to like, um, when I had to go to a whole new middle school and I was introduced to all these people, I had no idea who they were. And I had to make friends and that and I think that move allows um for a lot of growth because you kinda kinda gotta man up mm-hmm. and like put your big boy networking pants on and try to make some friends. And um the school the school I went to was like a ES ESL school, so like English as a second language or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was like many different cultures like packed into one overly crowded middle school. So meeting and seeing all these different perspectives when before coming from Ettrick, it was literally just one perspective. It was like people from Ettrick, essentially. And that was it. It was like everybody looked the same, everybody dressed the same, everybody talked the same. Yeah. Um, so getting introduced to that, all those cultures and then going on to the my college experience at VCU, I feel like that was like a huge um um, benefit to to my personal growth because then like you start having like pr- professional interaction and also like personal interaction with people that are like totally different from you and it's on like a more mature level so um just through those interactions and stuff like that i feel like that helped me grow as a person to like 
um, you know, um, how do I want to say it? So basically just like increase my, uh, my internal knowledge or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. And then that coupled with traveling and seeing like how different people live, um, even from like going and staying in the projects with some of my cousins to like going and staying in Santa Monica, just minutes from the beach and seeing how they live, you know, it's, um, it all, I feel like helped me to spark like this whole new creative fire inside of me. Like every time I do a different experience like that, it just like sparks something else into me to where I have to go and create something while I'm in this moment. Cause it's like, I just feel fired up. If that makes sense. Yeah. Traveling, traveling, I would say it's probably like the number one thing here lately. It fires me up every single time, no matter where I go. Yeah. You know, Atlanta. That's real. Yeah. We got fired up. That's why this podcast happened. Um, LA got fired up, came back and did visuals for my homie, um, Dewan. So yeah, man, I just, I just like being put in those, um, unfamiliar experiences. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. I think that's it for me. Just being in unfamiliar spaces, because for me, at I'm I'm a very family oriented person. So, like, family's at the core of everything I do, essentially. Um, and a lot of my exposure started at home. You know, whether it be through my parents or um, I had one of my uncles I'm really close with. Um, he just very early on he he made it a point to. Exp- to expose me. This is the uncle that I was saying, you know, taught me how to draw this and the third. Um, he exposed me to a lot of different things early on. So then you start to build on that that structure. Um, you start to, I'm, I think it's important to, again, like you said, being in unfamiliar situations, I think it's important to challenge yourself because you're either going to uh, affirm what it is that you feel or what it, what it is that you think, believe, or you're going to adjust. And so you have to be in unfamiliar spaces. So, you know, with family, we kind of take things as they are at, at a, up until a certain age. So then for me, I moved a couple of times. I moved a lot when I was younger. So then you go to new spaces and you kind of... Um, your your sense of identity is challenged a little bit, even though we don't recognize it as that because we're so young. But then going to high school, going to the governor's school and being around new people, being around different types of people that I wasn't accustomed to, um, you know, it was that was major for me. And then in, again, in college, college was was a bit different for me because I withdrew a little bit. I, I took a step back. It was I was more of. I was solo. I was I was doing a lot of things as as an individual, but then having having been exposed prior, then that gave me kind of like the the motivation to figure out myself in that space. So I think um, exposure is is major. It's like it's 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 imperative, and being in unfamiliar spaces is key to that. Um, so like you said, traveling is that's that's a quick way to like kind of shake your your foundation a little bit like you go somewhere it's a completely different way of living like for example this is like a really simple um a simple difference but you know recently i moved to um dmv the the 
D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. So I'm in school in D.C., but I'm living with my cousin in, in Silver Spring. And I hate driving in Maryland. Like, I hate it. But what I realize is just a different, it's a different structure than what I'm accustomed to. Like, the road system is different. Like, they have speed traps instead of cops. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and or even how, like, in D.C., like, the, the city planning is it's I, don't, I think it's terrible, but it's different. That's what it's just different than what De- I'm accustomed to. Terrible. Yeah, it's awful. But um, no offense to to any of my DC uh, people out there, but um, that's it's just exposure. I'm being I'm in an unfamiliar space. It's uncomfortable for me. I'm so used to driving in Petersburg, Richmond, you know, places that are familiar. So. It's, it's caused me to kind of alter how I approach driving. So I say that to say it's kind of the same thing in our day to day. You know, what I mean, we where when we put ourselves in unfamiliar situations um, and this is something that Vernon talks about regularly, you know, about discomfort and how we're forced to adjust in that space so we can we can go about it, you know, one of two ways we can we can we can accept it and um and kind of flow, you know, you, we talk about water and you flow with it or you can resist. And when you resist, it's, it's a little bit more difficult to to make the necessary adjustments, you know, to to progress. Um, yeah. So got to have that open mind. Yeah. When you, when you go into those, you got to be mentally prepared yeah. to accept, you know, differences and all that stuff. I think that's like super important because mm-hmm. you can travel all day long. But if you're not open minded to like try new stuff mm-hmm. and, and experience new things or whatever, meet different types of people that don't look like you, then mm-hmm. you're not going to get really anything out of the experience other than being able to say that you've been to X, Y and Z, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which there are people that have that mindset, too. I think um, a lot of times it's our own people that have that mindset. So I think it's important everybody out there listening to have an open mind, you know, kind of, you know, let your guard down a little bit and try some different types of food, be some different types of folk, Mm -hmm. you know, that's important. I think I think that's a lot of what's affecting us as uh, as a nation right now uh, without making this too political i think we're we're resisting what um doesn't look that what doesn't feel familiar or what doesn't look like us instead of like to your point just having an open mind i think we're fostering a certain um it's i don't know if it's elitism or if it's a uh or if it's just a i don't it's, it's really just an ignorance on some level where we're resisting anything that doesn't look like what we're accustomed to or anything that isn't American. You know, use we, we use that loosely. But uh, um, I think that's key just to, to be open minded, to be receptive to things that are uncommon, uncomfortable, unfamiliar, you know, so, yeah. yeah. Thoughts? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's great when you have other people who think just like how you think. So it's like, how much could you say specifically on like a topic when you just say it like at all? To be honest, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, you 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 kind of like see that. Not you. I think in order to like have that change, it has to 
start with like the individual before you get to the masses. Mm. I mean, in order to affect like any type of change in the world, like a person has to sit with themselves and and that's, you know, and, and, and I believe that's how you can foster, foster some type of creativity, but openness as well. Like a person, a lot, people, people can't sit with themselves alone. So until like you get people, individuals to do that, then you're not going to see the creativity that we should be seeing. Mm. And you're also not seeing, you're not going to be able to see the openness that like we should see as well. So in order to get to that point, you have to allow people to sit with themselves and, and really, you spoke, spoke about it earlier, to um, unpack themselves the way they do Amazon boxes, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you get an Amazon box, you see it, like you open it and you take, you look in it and you see everything inside and then you take everything outside and then what do you have left? Do you have you have nobody but yourself. Mm -hmm. and, and until people are able to unpack who they are and take out the things they haven't taught already to be able to be vulnerable and open and then refill back inside that open, open, empty space, then we will continue to be who we are as Americans. We will be, we will continue to be who we are as people of color until we really sit and unpack ourselves. Yeah. So with, with that being said, if you could, is there, and I know it's, it's difficult to kind of quantify this, but um, are there certain steps that you would say? Well, like, if y'all could say, like, one, two, three, four, like, are there certain steps that I know you're saying, like, unpacking seems to be kind of the cert. Well, that I say the first step, um, but that might be kind of like the second, because the first would be kind of just like, awareness maybe like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah awareness yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like just becoming yeah. aware that okay i need to change or i need to not even i need to change just i need to being you know, honest with yeah yourself. so i said say if y'all could is there is there a process because that's kind of the gist of this conversation like and and it's, it's going to be different depending on where people are but is there a a step-by-step -step process on some level that people could use to kind of break down who they are and then foster this creativity in and redefining or rediscovering themselves. Uh, I just want to say you can go first. <laughs> However, I just want to point out the fact that he is a great host. He is. <laughs> yeah. He's doing a great hosting job right now, and I uh, want to give a an applause for him. He doesn't even have notes, ladies and gentlemen. He doesn't. No. No points. Off the top of the dome, the points are all up here, just like JC. The host it's next week is going to be Josh, and we know Josh is going to do an amazing job at that too. So uh, go ahead that and answer. Not happen. <laughs> <laughs> OT scattered, Brandon Bill. Uh, I say yeah. Step one, definitely like honesty. You have to be honest with yourself. Um, to really sit there and, and, and think about who it is you really are and, and not lying to yourself and, and, and ignoring the points that you may not like. Um, and then going in and figuring out and tracing back your steps and figuring out why you are the way you are. Thinking back as far as you can think back um, to think about, you know, moments in your childhood, interactions that you've seen, um, I guess, between your parents growing up and interactions that you've had with other people um, and just figuring out, like, what caused what 
I think that's a a, a good start to it. Um, step one. You gonna take step two? Oh, step two. Yeah. Uh, I thought we were just going step by step. Like I, so. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I can. I I don't know what the second step would be. Figure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, figuring out your first one was like figuring like what happened mm-hmm. how to how did you get to that point but also i think like step two probably would be making that decision to make that change mm-hmm. to to want to like unpack that because mm-hmm. i think like you can really understand like like you can see like oh you can look at your shoes and your shoes are like untied like oh my shoes are untied but until you make that decision to want to tie those shoes mm-hmm. The shoes are going to continue to be untied. That's so. big facts. Like, a lot of us do know what's wrong with us. <laughs> exactly. Right? We're okay right. with it. Exactly. Yeah, we accept it. It's like, oh, man, no. no. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like to think about my feelings. That's fine. Exactly. So I, I would definitely say that's like step two is, is making that decision to want to tie your shoes or make that change. And step, you would say step three is. Oh, man. Step three is exploration probably um so you've 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 been you've been honest with yourself and then you make the decision to say okay i'm gonna make a change so then i think you have to be willing (coughs) to explore a little bit um and and the exploration i guess can can happen a number of ways because it can be both I guess it has to happen a number of ways because it's both internal and external because obviously like we we spoke on earlier the external would be okay i want to make a change how so then you put yourself in unfamiliar spaces or you 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 do that like um the exploration like you were saying earlier like uh figuring out what it is that you've experienced and why because i think that's important like you can't discard or dismiss anything that's happened to you because everything happens for a reason so you got to kind of you do that you do some exploration internally and figuring out okay this happened when i was six and what does this mean in terms of where i am when i'm 25 26 you know or um so i think and then you and then you use that to kind of explore the where it is you want to go so i guess it's it's a perspective like past present future so um, I, I definitely would think the exploration is there. So then that come, then the exposure um, comes in. What you're willing to now expose yourself to, to figure out who it is you are, who it is you want to be, um, and that can come in many forms. Like could be, you know, again, I know books, music, movies. Those are kind of like those are kind of the obvious things. But it's it's other ways like um, to kind of just explore who you are. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a fact. I mean, you you shouldn't kind of like limit it to like how we do things mm-hmm. yeah. because the world is so much bigger yeah. and, and people go about things in different ways and you just have to find what works best for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, we're coming from a creative standpoint where we like those yeah. things because yeah, we're we, photographers we like things, or yeah. directors yeah. or, you know, cinematographers or whatever the case may be. But you know, you might be a chef or a baker or, yeah. you know, or a pastor or, you know, whatever the case may be. You you can be there different. Um, again, we can't we wear many hats, you know. So this could this this conversation extends even beyond what you do, because you could you could be creative and being a better 
father or a better husband or a better son or a better Anything. friend. You Anything. know what I mean? So I think these apply to a conversation of who we are as as a whole being, you know. Because yeah. I think so many times we compartmentalize who we are. Uh, and and I think, again, that goes back to like just kind of how society conditions us to kind of think of things individually. And But... It's all interconnected, you know. You, you, it's it's all part of the whole. So, um, yeah. exploration, I would say, is is three. I don't know. Is what did you say? Four is is it execution? Maybe. Yeah, or, I mean, I mean, ain't no ain't no need to play with it. You know, yeah. once you once you're at that point, I feel like you might as well go ahead and attack it. Yeah, execution for sure. Um, go ahead and nip it in the bud, whatever it is. It's funny that you said that thing about um, like um, not being pigeonholed to just like your occupation or whatever you do. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like growing up in conversation with people, that's that's the only thing people ask you when you first meet them. It's like, hey, what's your name? Okay, so what do you do? Well, and never, what do you want to do? Yeah, what, what do you, you want to do? Be, yeah, know? yeah. So it's never about like who are you as a person. Yeah. It's always about like what do you do for a financial gain. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think if if we as like our generation can make the shift and then teach our kids to like, you know, focus on who they are as a person more so than what they do as yeah. as far as like what they hold to like the most importance in their life and like the hierarchy of things, mm-hmm. I think um, that would be like pivotal, mm-hmm. and you know future generations to come and i think it will open up the space for people to feel comfortable comfortable enough to explore different avenues that they're not necessarily familiar with mm. that makes sense mm. so you're not feeling like oh i gotta say the right things to say to make it look like i'm at a certain status yeah. or whatever making a certain amount of money like like when i was in school i was on the engineering track because it sounded good <laughs> That's like, I'm just using myself yeah, as yeah, an yeah. example or whatever. And lo and behold, when I actually really got into it, it was like, I didn't even want to do anything to do with engineering. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was just like unpacking that, like you said, and changing the shift from not uh, what you do, but who you are as a person. If I could, uh, as a brief aside, you mentioned the finances. And I think so much of our decision making is predicated on finances. And I think that's a dangerous position to put yourself in. Uh, I think I think society at large, particularly in the, the black community, I think we have a disjointed relationship with money because it's new. It's new to us, like in the grand scheme of things, like even family black families that have money is still fairly new to them yeah. uh, and so uh, so much of our decision making is predicated on what will make us the most comfortable financially <clears throat> and i think sometimes that can be um that could be contrary to the faith that god is asking us to exercise you know what i mean on some level and i'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying to put yourself in a bad position. Like obviously you gotta pay bills. Obviously you gotta, yeah. you know, you gotta make ends meet. Yeah. But um, I just, I definitely wanted to touch on that about because you said so much of when people ask, uh, you know, what do you do? 
it's it's to give it's to it's to assign a certain idea of who you are based on how much you make or how much yeah, it's you to know. push you in a class. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think that's we had to be careful not to do that to to people because again, we're so much more than what we make. You know what I mean? Uh, and so I, I say that to say in in this conversation about um, creativity, the process of of fostering creativity, I think be careful. I would say to um, to be careful not to be to make decisions on who you are or who you want to be based on fin on money. Because I wouldn't even say finances. I would say money, like because I think they they operate in two different. Obviously, money is a part of finances, but um, I would say be careful to, to and be mindful of who you are apart from your relationship with money, um, it, because that's not how much you make is not who you are, you know, and you can make, you know, X, Y, Z and still be unfulfilled, you know, big facts. So I think that's in in this conversation where creativity is concerned. I think so for so much of the um, separation between creatives and everyone else is there's a stigma that if you go into creativity or the create um, creative arts that you have to struggle or that you will struggle. Um, and I think that's based on our relationship with money and how we think about money versus you know. Um, what it is we do so I just wanted to throw that aside in there um, in in speaking on execution you know when you when you decide when you make a decision you explore you decide to execute execute um, obviously do it within reason but then do it do it um, with a with a certain level of faith that you know God will provide and again be sensible <laughs> you know don't don't yeah. put yourself in a bad spot but still um don't don't reduce yourself um or your idea of who you are your identity to how much you make big um, facts so i think i just wanted to, not to keep dragging this point on or anything but i just want to um let the audience know that um, execution is not going to be like an overnight type of thing. It's definitely um, a process to it, and it's going to take time. You're not always going to be perfect. So just because you're taking these necessary steps to kind of unpack and figure out who you are to, in order to like grow your creativity, it doesn't mean that when you decide to execute, it's going to work the first time. Um, for me, it's like outward expression and like really expressing how I feel, and like I know that I struggle with that. So. I'm continuously working on it and it's, it's been like a year's type of thing, a year's type of process, like over multiple years. So I don't want to to um, mislead anybody to think like it's going to be a quick thing, especially any younger listeners, um, you know, that are so used to like instant gratification. It's definitely work. It's probably the, the, the hardest thing that you're going to have to do. Um, in life really is really working on yourself as a person once you figure out those things that you want to like unpack essentially yeah so take your time no pressure just uh ride the waves and keep pushing as long as you're taking one step you've waited so we've talked about me and Nas. we talked about failing upwards 
mm-hmm. allow yourself the space to fail. Like we don't allow people to make mistakes. Like like we 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 pass judgment on people when they make a mistake. But that's that's life. Like how you if you, if everything is perfect, if you never make a mistake, then how are you learn it? You know, so you have to give yourself the space to and that's not to say that you sometimes people will start out and they'll be nice. And again, that's not to say that they'll be operating at the highest level. You still have to. It's still a process. But, um, you know, you have to give yourself that space to to go back to the drawing board and say, OK, this didn't work, but I learned this. Um, I think that's important just to fail, um, fail a lot. Yeah. The 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 more you fail, the the higher your chances are of finally hitting the nail on the head, you know, at some point. It's just it's statistics, you know what I mean? Uh, granted, you know, in some cases it might mean you just need to redirect your, your yeah. attention. Always <laughs> but, a breaking uh, point. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's something you if you feel strongly about it and you do feel like there's a certain level of ability and talent there then give yourself the space to fail. Um, yeah. You'll be you'll be all the better for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's hundred percent. You have to allow yourself to fail. Like, it's pretty rare that when someone starts something that they are going to be on it. Yeah. Like, it's it's pretty rare. Like, some of the greatest athletes, some of the greatest artists, and for them to get to that point, they had to fail a lot. And and one of the things that we talked about when we were and Atlanta was they had like these elevators and there was like so many people in these elevators so it was like hard to like get down to the get down to the get down to the basic yes, like sir. the bottom floor and so like in order for us to get to the bottom floor we had to go up to go down so most of the time in order to go forward sometimes you have to go back you have to go back so essentially saying that in order to go like to to get to the point where you have to go or get to the point that you want to go that means you have to fail and sometimes you have to start over that's just all a part of the process like like i said most of the time you are not going to you're not going to get that swish you're not going to get that home run the first time and you have to understand that you have to allow yourself to have that space to breathe to understand like okay like I fell. What can I learn from this? You have to change your perspective of saying like, "Oh, if I felt like that's that's the end of the world." No, it's it's not the end of the world. You you have that experience, and this don't this doesn't only apply to creativity. This can apply to like anything in life, and and because you don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Social media just shows you the highlight reel of like what everyone is doing like facts. great facts I, I believe someone in social media has to show like some show them failing because a lot of people just don't think like failing doesn't exist like you you, you see a lot of people talking about like failing is not an option absolutely like failing is an option <laughs> bro <laughs> like <laughs> failing is an option and you know and, and that's and, and that's something I thought thought of like showing because people always see like me like doing some great things but they never see the process of like me like failing yeah and 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 that and that's like so relatable like people fail all of the time like yeah people fail a lot of the time 
And so like you, you just have to fail. Just just go for it. Fail a lot, fail often and, and fail forward. And, and and just really give yourself that 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 leeway in the, in that that space to breathe to like fail and and and, and, and learn from it because once you learn from it, then it allows you to try to figure out how to go about it again next time, but like even better, hmm. even better. You either win or you learn. Yeah, and you, uh, yeah, specs to my boy B Sounds. Thanks, uh, Minister Antonio Knox will be preaching his and <laughs> his initial sermon at the Life Church, <laughs> January 2019. <laughs> Uh, that's that's real though. man. Those elevators, yeah. it's a whole different discussion. But that was an ordeal, bro. When yeah. we were in Atlanta, like especially after the events, like five hundred people on one elevator. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, that's kind of like that's. I'm glad you brought that up though. That's like an analogy for like, you know, like we just had to be patient and and catch the elevator when we could or take the steps. And that's like kind of a nice analogy for for this. Cause I, I think something else, and this this is probably a discussion, a, a different episode, but uh, where creativity is concerned, we're talking about getting fostering a, a, or the process of creativity. I think so often when people are starting out, they're um, they're intimidated by by creativity because now to your point in social media, where um, especially in a society where everything is based on appearances. Um, we're we're so accustomed to seeing people operating at at the at their best. Yeah. Because what you post on social media is is ideally your, what your yeah it's what you're comfortable showing people. Um, so that being said, I think when people are getting started in in creative industries, they look at people posting their best, and it, it's a it's a deterrent because they're like, oh man, like I don't. I don't know if I can do that, or they're comparing themselves. Um, but I, mm-hmm. I like to tell people when they're when they're considering moving into more creative based fields, there's space for everybody. You know, there's you had to find that niche, and so I say that with the elevators, the bottom was crowded. The you know what I mean? Crowded. The bottom was crowded when we were trying to leave from that basement. Was it? Oh, you about to preach your word? Nah, 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 the we ready for this. Go ahead. The bottom was, but the bottom was crowded. It was all these people coming out to events. Man, we couldn't get on the elevator, but we were on like the 19th floor, right? Yeah, of like 22 floors. Yeah. So by the time we got to the 19th floors, it's like it would be just us three. Yeah. And that's a lot of times that's how it is when <laughs> man breaking out. The <laughs> oh, I had to record. This is sermon. Uh, when when it's a, it's the same way and and this is not just for, for creativity this is for athletes as well like you know when you play directly everybody makes a team everybody gets drafted you then you go to middle school you start getting cut high school you get cut then you got AAU that's kind of like separate them then you got college and NBA NFL MLB so it's the elite and um, I, I hate to frame it in terms of elite um, but. It's the same thing with creativity. The people that at the bottom, it's going to be crowded at the bottom, but the people that are willing to put in the work, they're the ones that are going to keep, you know, rising to the top. That's that's my sermon for the day. Yep. <laughs> that was that was good. How many people was on that elevator when we got to the top floor? That's three. Us three. Yeah, that's my three. God. <laughs> I work. <laughs> <laughs> That's not to say that none of y'all would be on the elevator with us. You know, what I mean, y'all, y'all riding up, we riding together. Yeah, man, all together. It's yeah. just an, an, an analogy. We taking the 
We going to the mountaintop together. The whole gradient fam is going to the mountaintop together. Yeah, we appreciate y'all. Look forward to to connecting with y'all and seeing what y'all produce out there. And yeah, so.